0: Thank you, Jesus. We just ask for your guidance and leading today. We know that in you is the spirit of revelation. And so we just ask that to hover over that place here this morning. Uh, We believe that the word that you've placed in Fiona's heart is a word in season for us today. So we eagerly receive. Let's pray a blessing over here as she brings it. Amen. 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 I was very nervous, but then I looked around I saw you all and I thought, oh, this is cool. Because I know you and you know me, so and if you don't talk to me afterwards, i'd love to get to know you so um I have just loved and I just want to thank Russ for for being obedient to God in what he brings and what he teaches us and what he shows us each week, and this is sort of a um, extend extended part of something he said it just birthed something in me got me excited and Johan was supposed to preach today so my lovely husband thank you for swapping with me um, because I was supposed to do at the end of November this is all very quick very whatever but I believe God gave me something and so I hope I can convey that well I'm a teacher so I hope I don't tell you what to do (laughs) let me know if I am Um, but Johan's gone over my notes and he said take that out take that out so it's all good (laughs) So cool being married to (laughs) Johan. The best um, encouragement. So uh, something, um, Johan, something Russ said last week, he was talking about the pattern of the church, God's pattern. And it's not something we do, it's something he's designed us. And it was really exciting. He said that um, God's presence is carried on the shoulders of his priests. That's us. That's all of us. And that really excited me. And I'm, off I went in my little head and I was thinking, what does that look like then for worship, corporate worship? I was just thinking about how when we come together, Lord, do you have a pattern for that? Is there a way that we're meant to be doing it? And so um, I've been pondering on that this week and I kind of had that audible voice moment in the morning. I woke up and I literally heard Psalm 34. So I thought I'd better look at it. I'm sure the answer's in there. Thanks, God, you know. So I went to it. And I'll just read the first part, verse one to three. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. So that whole thing talks about worshipping God. And I, I thought, wow, Lord, there's... That must be a part of your plan for it. And as I was pondering on it, I really felt drawn to let us exalt his name together. Together. There's something about exalting his name with one voice, with one mind, with one soul, one heart. And so I started to think about this and I started to see that like what I was doing is compartmentalising worship, saying, well, this is how you do it. God never does that. He doesn't say this is the way you do it." it. It's... The pattern isn't a formula. And so I started to um, look beyond what it could be in, in, and look at it from the point of view of being a together thing. Exalt his name together. There's something about unity that's important here. So I looked a bit further and I found a few more scriptures and Tony's going to throw them up for me. are not you? Go. There you go. Hold <laughs> well on. Acts 4 32 and I just looked at this part. Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. So there's a key. We all believe. We all believe in the same God, in the same like well, we sung about it. I think that was so cool. Thanks, Matt. I believe in the one God. I believe in the risen Saviour. Philippians 2.2. 2. Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Colossians 2.2, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, and attaining to all riches of the fullness assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ. Acts Acts 2.46, So, continually, daily, with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. And Romans 15, verse 5 to 6 Be like minded toward one another, according to Christ Jesus, that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, all these talk about this one mind, one voice, one soul, one heart. So there's something God is calling each and every one of us to be, is to be unified. We can't do this on our own. In um, Ephesians 4.3, Paul encourages the Ephesians to keep the unity. This is something they already lived in. They did this, and I'm sure they did it well. Um, He was telling them, be careful not to lose it. So there's a place where we have unity, and there's a place where we can lose it as well. He was urging them to keep it, to guard it, knowing how easy it is for the enemy to create division. We were never designed to live without one another. And there's so many people in this world who have listened to the lie that they can do Christianity on their own, that they can do um, church on their own. That is not what God has called us into. He has told us time and time again to be one, one voice, one heart, one mind. And there's reasons for that, and I'll share those as we go on. As we know, and some of us from our own experience, division is one of the most damaging strategies of the enemy that destroys churches and lives in this world. So, these verses all speak of the one mind, one soul, one love. It illustrates about us being knit together. So if you think about knitting, how it's intertwined and woven together. It's not easily taken out. Um, I was thinking about that as... Because I've done a bit of knitting in my time, I really like doing scarves. Because that's all you have to do, is just go straight up and down. Who does beyond scarves? Who's clever? Clever knitters. No one? Yes. Who <sighs> can actually do jumpers. Yeah, yeah, don't show that. <laughs> a proper, proper knitting. Um, you can't just go and cut a section out. If you did that, the whole thing will unravel. So that shows you what happens when you aren't being a part of a church. It's not, everything else is going to unravel. We need you. You are important. You are vital to what God is doing in this church. I found a good example of that in Ephesians 4, 15 to 16. Talks about Christ being the head. Have you got that one? Yeah, I did 15 slash (laughs) 16. There's a teacher thing, isn't it? I'm so sorry. (laughs) Why has mine got it? All right, I'm going to read it to you. (laughs) No, no, that's okay. That's okay. I added the 15 after. My mistake. I actually apologise to my students when I make mistakes and they're just like looking at me like, people don't do that usually. Yes. Anyway, teaching them to be humble, hey? I will. Um, into him who is the head, Christ. That was the part you needed to hear. <laughs> it's so important that we understand that Christ is the head. He is the, 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 yeah, he's it. So from that, from whom the whole body joined and knit together, by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself. I really want to break that down, because when I first read it, I'm like it just kind of went over my head. So it starts with Christ. It starts with him being the head of the church, and we are the body. So the first part, from whom, the, the whole body, that is us not the anointed few, it's not the pastor, it's not the elders, it's not the deacons, it's not the, the guest prophetic guy that comes in, it's you, it's me, it's all of us. So it's Christ, then there's us. We are joined and knit together. Joined means attached, fastened, glued, fused, and knit is united and woven. So it's close, it's really close. By whatever... By what every joint supplies. Now, this is an interesting one. This is God's given gifts and abilities and service. It's the connection between us. You think of your knee joint. It joins the top part of your leg and the lower part of your leg. It's crucial. It's important. And um, thanks, Mary. (laughs) Just looking over, she's smiling at me. Um, The knee is crucial for for these two to function. It's the part that God gives us that connects us together. It's the Holy Spirit. Um, According to the effective, anything God gives us is going to be effective. So don't ever think what you have to say is not effective. Don't ever think that just because you have something in part that it's not effective. That's not yours to determine. Yours is just to obey and give what God has given you. So according to the effective working by which every part does its share. So you are needed. You are valuable. You are an integral part to this body what you have to offer is from God, it's not from you so it's like whew, you can just give it to God and be okay with that so, the so that I said to Johan many years ago, we should have a ministry called the so that ministry, because everything in the Bible, there's always a so that (laughs) better than knitting she said I don't know. Um, So that, or it causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So the first thing is that you edify each other. You edify yourself. I love it when I get something right, when I'm hearing from God and someone um, says, yeah, that's spot on. It's so edifying to me. I might not be the, the receiver of something. I love to give. There are people who, who may need to hear something and receive something, so you're edifying them. But the byproduct of that is others experience God for themselves. They experience His power, His healing, His forgiveness, His peace, and His hope. So if someone comes into the church and they don't know Christ, they will see Him in action through you, through your words, through your heart, through your love. Um, went, and because that was a real, quite a, a meaty scripture for me anyway, I went, I, I love going to the old Bible Hub. Have you heard of Bible Hub? If you haven't, great place to go to the commentaries and find out what the experts say about things. So I found out, some of them I don't understand because they're all in weird <laughs> Greek and stuff. I wish they would just do it in English, it'd be nice. Um, but this one guy said it in English and I, I loved it so much, I, I Quote, I'm quoting him, his, his name's Barnes. Everything, not Jimmy Barnes, no. <laughs> Doesn't put his first name, it could be. <laughs> James Barnes. Um, everything, all right, let's go back. Everything is designed to be in its proper place. This is talking about this scripture. Can you throw it up again for us? Everything is designed to be in its proper place. And nothing by the divine arrangement is lacking in its organisation to its perfection. The body whose members are properly united so as to produce the most beauty and vigour or strength and energy. Each member is in the best place and is properly united to the other members. So when we sit, when we come with Christ in our hearts, with um, him in our mind, that we are taking our place and it is perfect. Your place might be at the back of the auditorium. That's fine. As long as you're hearing from God, your place is perfect. And if he gives you something, you give it out or you sing it out or you just speak it out, whatever it is. We're all in this together. God has a plan and a purpose for your life that involves us. Okay, so remember, you're not in this on your own. It involves those who are yet to come and those who don't know him. And one of the great examples in the Bible, of course, is in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 14 to 27. For as the body is one and has many members... But all the members of that one body, being many, are one body. So also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptised into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into the one Spirit. For in fact the body is not one member but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body, it is therefore not of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were not an eye, where would the hearing be? And if the whole were hearing, where would the smelling be? But now God has set the members. Remember, we are talking about that. He's put you in a place and in a position. He's set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? We'd look pretty stupid, wouldn't we? So we just had a whole bunch of people stand up and say they were doing things. There's a bunch of people who didn't stand. You were still part of this body. You were still integral and important to this church. If you've called this your home, then you are a part of us and we are a part of you. But now, indeed, there are many members, yet one body the eye cannot say to the hand i have no need of you nor the head to the feet i have no need of you no much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable on these we bestow greater honor and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty but our presentable parts have no need so you kind of get what what the lord's saying here is every single person Important whether you sing, whether you don't, whether you are shy, whether you're um, loud, doesn't matter what you do or who you are, it's who Christ is in you. I want to go down to verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually, and I want to focus on that individually because. Unity in Christ is being connected by the Holy Spirit one to another. This is the beauty and strength of the bride. One bride, one church. Unity isn't agreeing on the same theology. It's not supporting the same political party or football team. It's not living in the same suburb. It's not working in the same industry. It's not being of the same age demographic. It's not sharing the same culture. and It's not living even in the same country. That's not the unity we're talking about. It's not the world's unity. It's God's unity. Unity in Christ is when we are corporately connected to the Holy Spirit one to another. He is the sinews that binds us together, joins us together, right across. When God adds us in a church... He knits us together with those around us. He joins us not according to the world standards, but his divine plan. We are a beautiful tapestry of diversity, of skill, of experience, of, um, and even backgrounds. So collectively, we reflect his beauty, and together we are strong. Through unity, the Holy Spirit is able to bring heaven's agenda to earth. Through unity, we become conduits of God's love, glory, authority and power. Through unity, the glory of God resides. Through unity, we worship. And worship happens as an outpouring of our union with Christ and with one another. So when we come together, our worship is something that we partake in together So it's really important that you be here and be a part of that because God may give you something that is necessary for what he's doing on this day. So, what am I up to? Huh. I just read it all around the wrong way. Hmm. Still works. (laughs) There you go. So, (laughs) that's funny. How did I do that? This is harder than you think, you know. (laughs) You think it looks, oh, it's not, it's easy. Just got to get up and talk and read. No, it's not. Um, Okay, so I want to go back. Did I say about verse 27? That's where I got thrown. There's something about individuality. It says, Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. Unity originates from our individual relationship with Christ, it starts with us listening to Holy Spirit. Yes, I have got it right. <laughs> so, I am just go <laughs> unity originates from our individual relationship with Christ, listening to the Holy Spirit. So, How do we be unified? Individually with God, then others. It's always Jesus first, everyone else second. Steve Barr, when he was here in uh, 2019, great guy, he said, if you want to get the presence of God in your life, get your life into the presence of God. It's so simple. It starts on Monday and the overflow happens on a Sunday. Here, I see that in action. I see that through the people who come together with no agenda of self, people ready to serve, people who are ready to pray, to talk, to minister, to love on people, to help, even to stack chairs. It's all part of it. I see a bride here that is growing in service to one another, committed to listening to the Holy Spirit for the sake of his kingdom and for others. I see a people who are actively loving God, loving people regardless of their position, their roster, their placement, or even themselves. I see a church that is listening, ready to bless, ready to do. See, out of this flows worship, real worship, the unified worship. Out of this flows the manifestations of the Spirit. And out of this flows God's glory. So it starts with us at home, in our time with God, our relationship with God, and it overflows when we come here together unified. Because God's giving us downloads, and that as we come and bring them, He connects them together like a big jigsaw. So, the byproduct of unity is our individual relationship with God. Unity is a byproduct of when we purposefully choose to call church our church, and we connect and knit ourselves into the people and into the fabric of this church. Unity is loving God and loving people. We're not bound together by doctrine, but rather by the Holy Spirit. So it doesn't matter if you disagree with some of the things that aren't foundational. That's okay. A lot of us don't see eye to eye on a lot of things. That's not the unity that we're talking about. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. So when we come, there's this beautiful connection between us that has nothing to do with what we like, what we don't like, our, our favourite things, or what we believe in outside of Christ but it's the heart of God and he's called you here and he's placed you here for a purpose and a reason and if you're finding that difficult if you're finding that hard to find ask people to pray for you ask God show me my place show me where I fit in Lord because you do fit every one of us is designed to fit for this season right now this is your home for those who have said this is my church You're meant to be here. You're a part of it and you're valuable. And what you bring is valuable. So I wanted to give an example of that. I had two wonderful ladies come to me over the last two or three weeks. Both of them had a word from God for me. It was a word of encouragement. One was at the prayer meeting. So I think that was a corporate place where she received something from God. She went to me and gave it to me. And it encouraged me. The other one was at home and God spoke to her in a dream. And so she, um, it was a pretty good dream too. She could have stopped there, but she went one step further and said, God, what does this mean? And she asked God for an interpretation. Then she gave it to me. She could have given it to me in part, but she was um, diligent, think enough to press in and say, God, what is the full picture? And then she gave that to me. Now, the two things worked beautifully together, and it really encouraged me, and I believe that's part of how I've had the courage to get up here today to do this, is because of these women were faithful in what God has spoken. Now, you wouldn't see these women up on this, um, in the... They're not in any of the scene... I don't know what you call them, the scene... Scene team, yeah. <laughs> but they're a part of this fellowship... And so I love that. And so be thinking that. What do I have to give to people? So I wanted to spend a bit of time worshipping because that's the the, the thing that's um, where we connect. So let me just read this a little bit. God may give you a piece of the puzzle that comes together through many voices. Don't ever think that what you have from God has to make sense. If one of these ladies told me the word they got from God seemed unfinished or open-ended, but they gave it to me in faith, the pieces came together for me. doesn't matter what they think. When we spend time in his presence before showing up, we're ready to be aligned in one voice, one heart, one mind for the glory of God. Unity happens when our focus is on him. So what we bring to church, to each other, is crucial to what God is doing in this present time. What you carry and what you release, prophecy, scripture, prayer, all contributes to the master's plan. It all contributes to that beautiful tapestry that he's designed for us to be a part of. So can I have the team up? I thought it'd be a nice way to finish that we could stand up and together worship God and just be open. He might show you something, he might not. It might be just a beautiful time to love on him. We have the freedom to respond to his goodness.